Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Code Untapped Tech Talk. I'm Ez. And I'm Jay. And we're going to be discussing everything coding, tech, and startup related. So, welcome back to another Code, Unta- Code Untapped Tech Talk. Jay, how you been? It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been busy. busy what have you been busy. up to? Well, I'm, uh, as, as you know, I'm working on uh, working on our startup, actually, some group, which is a CRM tool for uh, small businesses and uh, sole proprietors. Yeah. Is it just CRM though? You're doing some other stuff with that, though, aren't you? Just, yeah, just it's a CRM. bit of a it's, it's it's a bit of a mashup of uh, what I would call a traditional banking app and a social messaging messaging type app like like WhatsApp. So imagine those two uh, applications squashed together, and right. that's being provided uh, being provided to uh, small business small businesses so that they can communicate with their customers and they can uh, manage all aspects of the actual uh, relationship, the client relationship. Nice one. And I think today, today, you know, we talk a lot about tech and startup subjects, but today we're going to talk a bit about building startups. And that's kind of the focus we're going to have going forwards for a bit. Now, you're obviously in the middle of building your first startup. I built Neighbor before I joined Impact Tech and launched Code Untapped. What are the biggest challenges you've been finding building some group? Um, I would say the biggest the biggest challenge I've had is um, access to funds. Yeah, so uh, yeah. something it's it's interesting because it's something that you drilled into me at the very start of this. Yeah, right. And uh, I'm going to be a bit blunt. Yeah, because as a as a black founder, it's 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 really hard to get funding, especially uh, from like angel investment or uh, until you've got like a proven. Uh, proven traction is very, very, very difficult. So you have to look at alternative funding routes. And so, I mean, that figure that you jumped into me of 0.2%, and that's the, that figure is the level of funding uh, in Europe that went to uh, black founders for fintech. Yeah, so- Not just fintech, for black founders, period. Wow, wow. Over the last 10 years, 0.2% funding went to black founders. To put that into context, that's thirty-eight startups. Yeah, so that's 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 really bad, and and I think most of the funding went to mature businesses as well. Yeah. So yeah, so I that's what I've had to do actually look at alternative sources of funding just to get the uh, the first version of the app out. So to be honest, the first the initial pilot app I wrote myself entirely. Yeah, to prove yeah. the. So that's one of the routes to mark. I think that's one of the things that you can do uh, because there's a few things you have to do. I think when you're when you're starting out, you have to prove that uh, there's a marketplace for the service that you want to that you want to offer, mm. and then you also have to demonstrate in a very quick way that you can actually provide that service. Yeah, right. it might not have all the bells and whistles, but if you can put out a prototype, something that people can play around with and try it and get a feel for it. And then can and the most important thing is that they can provide you with feedback so right. that you can iterate and build on top of that. that that's that, that's the first thing you need to do. Well, so, that's, a, that's some that's like some of the design thinking that we did with um what was it the Kim and Carter team? With some yeah. of the workshops that we did, right? But I just want to touch on that 0.2 chunk because I don't think people really contextualize it. I was speaking to Andy Davis, 
just this morning and we're going to get him on this at some point, right? Absolutely. And we put it into context. When you think about it, 0.2% of investment has gone to black founders. So it's not even one in 10. Yeah. That's two out of a thousand, right? You've got a thousand people in a room getting funding. Only two of them will be black. Yeah. Right, <laughs> and it's, it's interesting. I mean, that's the reality. And from a percentage, uh, it sounds bad. But if you look at, I think if you put look at the actual hard numbers, I think what was it? The amount of funding that went to fintechs in Europe in 2020 was something like what was it? As 40 billion. So 40 billion was invested by VC into Europe. Yeah. And if you look at that 40 billion, if you if you look at 0.24%, which is the actual number, it equates to 80 million. So if you look at that 40 billion that went into Europe and balance that for the 0.2%, it's gone to black founders, 80 million out of that 40 billion went to black founders last year. Mm. And it sounds a lot, but actually we just had, um, there was a very, very successful um, fintech uh, by two, by two, founded by two, um, two black guys actually, Marshmallow. Yeah, which ImpactX invested in. They are part of the ImpactX portfolio. Well done, guys. Well done. Well done. Well done. <laughs> and uh, they, they currently raised. They recently raised eighty-three million, didn't they? Right. So, Absolutely. so that is equivalent to all of the funding that went to black founders last year. Last year, yeah. into one company. Into right. one company, and. Now, you know, it does show that there might be some changes happening because they were the second black unicorn in two months. The other was Welp, was Weld Remit. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact amount that they, they raised. So, But it comes back to your point around maturity of startups. So the more mature startups, sure, they get some funding, but that, at that early stage, that first 200K mm-hmm. is almost impossible for most, yeah. founders, most black founders. It just is, just is. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, runway is a tough thing to get going. And you took a pretty big step, right, to launch yours. You, you, you were a successful IT contractor. You were, um, you were at Goldman Sachs and you were at Credit Suisse with me. And then you were at HSBC and you decided, no, I'm going to put all of that aside. I'm going to launch my stuff. How's that been for you? It's been interesting. I mean, there's nothing like the buzz of working for yourself. Yeah, so that's that's really, really good. And um, it's not just about being your own boss. It's actually being um, being in charge of your own destiny. Yeah. But comes come within that, come what comes with that is the responsibility to know that. Right. You've got to really plan this. So it's not something that you can do on a whim. So I did. I did actually prior to prior to saying right, I'm gonna gonna stop my uh, consulting and I'm gonna focus on the startup. I did build up a war chest, so yeah. I was very aware of this 0.2 percent. I was very aware that I needed to comes get, up in every conversation. Yeah. So, <laughs> I had, How much runway um, you got? You planning yeah. on raising 0.2 percent? Yeah, sure exactly, 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 exactly. <laughs> I had um, because of my IT experience. I've got 20 years worth of financial technology experience, so I used that to build the initial prototype. I actually built all of the backend infrastructure. So everything that I could do, I did. Yeah, prior to leaving, prior to leaving a regular gig. Yeah. So I did all of that, all the stuff that I could do, I did up front. Now, this period is all about turning 
that prototype into a real product, yeah? So a consumer-ready product, something that is function, not just functionally complete, but actually has the, the, the usability that you expect from a customer-facing product, yeah? Right. And, that's very, and that's very, very different from what, what we would call like an in-house product or even a B2B product. It's, if it's a B2C product, um, it's almost like uh, apps are almost like dating. When somebody looks at an app, they decide whether they want to use it or play with it or delete it from their phone within seconds. Yeah. So you've got to focus on, you know, making a big impact and making that journey through the app and the journey through the services that you're offering, offering through the app. It's got to be very, very, um, very smooth and very intuitive as well. You've done yeah. a lot of work on the design, right? Because we, we showcased your, your app to a few people, a few, few investors and the rest. And the one piece of feedback that keeps coming back is this thing looks amazing, right? So yeah. why, why that strong focus and how do you feel that's been? Well, the strong focus is that um, we really want to, we really want to touch people. I mean, for me, it's more, and this is one of, this is, the startup world is hard. I'm not going to deny it. Yeah. And you're going to face some challenges. So um, one of the things that you need, you need to have a passion uh, and uh, mm-hmm. you need to have a passion and a drive. Uh, we were talking about this just yeah, the other day. Yeah, right? that deep have, love, that deep desire yeah. to solve yeah. a problem in a you've space got, that yeah. you're deeply knowledgeable yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. So that's another thing as well. Uh, you, you want to have, I mean, you should have, or in, in, your, in your founding team, uh, a real appreciation and a deep understanding of the space that the service that you're providing have to, yeah, right. you have to, yeah, and you have to have commitment to deliver on that, um, to, 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 to deliver quality in that space as well, because really you you live and you live and die, and your products will live and die by the quality of the service that it provides. So for me, design is fundamental as it's almost goes hand in hand with the functionality that you're providing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has to be intuitive. It has to look good. People have to want to have it on their phone. Yeah. And, um, you know, so this is really what I focused on. Um, really what I focused on because um, there's a lot of apps out there that functionally are fantastic and people don't right. use them. Yeah, and people don't use them. Yeah, and I don't want to be one of those apps. I haven't got the time to waste, so I've really focused on design. Yeah, and it means it. It actually means that uh, I've had to, in order to get the design feel that I wanted, I've actually sacrificed certain features in the V1. So in yeah. the initial launch, features that I had in the prototype. Quite a few features yeah. I had in a prototype will not be in this new version. In fact, the back end supports a lot more. So the back end supports app much app more than what, what that's what's going to be delivered in, in the first version. And that's uh, and that's a, a compromise that I've made and I've and I've decided to make that because because I couldn't give it the design focus that it needed. Those features required a particular design focus that I didn't have the capacity to give before I got to V1. So I've made the conscious decision to to remove those features and only focus on the features that I believe will add immediate value to users. And then then effectively our technology roadmap or delivery roadmap will be purely focused on the feedback that we get from our users so we won't build anything yeah without demand for that particular right. yeah so you you touched on 
quite a lot around planning from the sense of, you know, you talked about roadmaps, we talked about runway, we've talked about user feed, feedback. One of the questions, we did a poll on, on our LinkedIn page, and you can go and see our polls if you want to join in and contribute to our next conversation. But it was very much around, do you know how to write up a business plan if you start up? And 89% said no. And that doesn't surprise me, actually. But given the work you've done so far and where you are, and you're still very early stage in mm. your startup, do you think it's necessary? And obviously, I've got a slightly different hat on because I've been a founder and I'm an investor, right? But what do you think, Jay? What, and, you're co- and you're my co-founder. And I'm your co-founder. Or something. And you wrote my business plan on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's listen, uh, business plan, financial model is fundamental. You cannot talk to um, an investor without that. They will literally laugh at you. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it doesn't matter how. So that's another it's, it's interesting because we just spent five minutes talking about design and good design and product and, and marrying good design with functionality. But actually what investors want to hear is that you've got a business, yeah? Right. And that business is going to actually make a profit, enough profit so that they can actually get a decent return on the investment that they're going to put into your business. And they need in to, one of our future talks, we'll do a whole yeah. piece. And they need to see... Dynamics exactly. So you cannot talk to... Um, you cannot talk to investors without having a financial model or business plan, which makes sense. Yeah, and it and it can't be from the fairies. It's got to be based on reality as well. Yeah, so you need to be looking at comparables. So you need to be looking at other um, other offerings in your space and what mm-hmm. they're doing to uh, add value and 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 monetize their and monetize their service and how your what you're offering compares to that and what extra additional value can you provide over and above what they provide? What's the USP? Why would their customers switch to you? And all of those sort of questions. And so, and actually understanding the business plan teases out those, um, teases out the answers to those questions as well. Yeah, because um, we did an application for UKRI funding, didn't we? We didn't really have a business plan we pitched it mm. before mm. then for some group. Mm. I think mean, that activity drove a lot of understanding around the product. Whereas before, it may have been a little bit field of dreams, build it and they will come. Mm. That activity actually drove a lot of in-depth understanding, as did building out the financial model and building out the pitch deck. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Because um, you've it's got to be... What, you, what, what you're looking at, not just about product, good design, not just it, the business that you're, it's a business that you're doing, yeah? The product is there really as um, a vehicle for a business idea. And that business idea needs to be sustainable, yeah? So it needs right. to be sustainable in the long term. So, you know, it can grow, yeah? There, you know, there is a model for growth going forward. And what is particularly attractive to uh, investors is where something can scale and there's opportunities to create additional revenue streams, yeah, as well. So they love that, yeah. So not just the scalability, but the fact that it can scale in multiple dimensions, yeah. So it can scale because you can go into different markets and more people can use the products. That's one that's one dimension of scale. But another dimension of scale is that you have other ways of generating income from that particular product or service as well. So that's we've looked at that a lot with some group, haven't we? You know, it yeah. started off as a pretty linear product and it's grown mm. into marketplace concept. There are 
other avenues you're looking to explore. There's integrations with third parties that we're looking at as well. Yeah. There's yeah. quite a lot that we've done around how, how does the platform evolve mm. and scale out? Mm. Mm. And it's interesting that, that that is the key word, actually. I think what what's really attractive, especially in the fintech space, is that the product is not just an app. Yeah, it's right. a platform. And when we talk about platform, we talk about integration. How can what you built uh, interface and integrate with other services that are out there? Yeah, because it's those synergies that will create opportunities for further revenue streams. So it's very important to, to make your architecture, if it's a technology-based architecture, to make that architecture as open as possible. So you'll be looking at you know cloud-based services, you'll be looking at REST API, that sort of stuff, so that you that your system can interface and you can offer your services to other systems as well. Yeah. So this really impacts from a from a sort of technological roadmap, CTO perspective, how you architect the actual system itself. This is fundamental. Yeah. Right. But talk to me. There's so many areas we can focus, and we will do over the next series of of talks that we do. I mean, we, we can talk about funding, talk about team building, talk about traction and all sorts of things. I would like to touch on the traction piece because this has been a question that we've we've had quite a lot, right? And I know I know a lot of founders ask about when's the right time to approach in um, getting investment. And you've talked about 0.2% and the challenges that come with that. What are the direct challenges you feel you've had so far? I mean, it's early days yet, right? But yeah. I think traction has been a key one in that space, hasn't it? It's it's early because um I I was I was under the impression that yeah you you build a beautiful product and people come running and that's I just to tell you tell you that yeah yeah that's just not true <laughs> that's just not true yeah you know they want to see the hard facts yeah and then they want the hard facts validated yeah so so this is where this is what traction really means so traction really means validation of your financial model yeah because your financial model is a prediction on where your company could go yeah right. and traction validates and verifies that yeah because as you so right you say like right i've got a, a month on month growth of 10 percent. yeah starting with uh, a particular you know starting with a, a particular level of onboarding onto your platform yeah sure. but actually what traction does when you actually get those numbers you can validate them against your financial model so you can say right on month one we expect it to get x okay? and we've got x plus y so that means we're up yeah so actually yeah. That means that our financial module is actually very, very conservative. So this is good. We can go to our investors and say, look, our financial model was saying X and you were happy. And actually now, based on the early traction that we've seen, it's really going to be X plus Y. Yeah. So that's even further reasons for those for those guys to uh, want to invest in in your um in, into your into your service or into your offering so that's what traction really means it means validation of a financial model but you have to have a financial model in the first place to start with without the financial model you won't know you won't understand where to put your investment where to put your capacity where to put the capital that you do have to work because that's what startup is all about placing your capital to get uh, the outcome that you want, yeah, in the short term, yeah. It's so efficient that, use of capital, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's efficient use. Of, it's, it's exactly what it is: efficient use of capital. Yeah. All right. Now, I think we've got. We currently have an interesting poll that's on on our LinkedIn page today, 
which is about, do you know how to find a tech co-founder? Just touch on the importance of team to you right now. Because obviously, again, super early, but you're establishing that team right now. Yeah. Well, how have you gone about thinking about that? And we'll go into it in more detail on our next, mm. our next um, podcast. But I'd love to hear a little bit about how you think about it. Yeah, so because I haven't got much cash, I am completely, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am completely ruthless when it comes to um, when it comes to sourcing um, sourcing individuals for my team. I look at I look at what skills what what skill sets I have, what I need to build. Yeah, and that's the that's effectively my matrix. Yeah, so I can do X Y Z. Yeah, but I need A B C. So that's what I go for. Yeah. So that's what I go. So I look for complementary skills. Yeah. Uh, with mine, because actually our, my, our development team, as, as you know, is, is free. Yeah. You know, I'm the back end developer. I'm the CTO and I write all the specifications. I have and a front, yeah, and CEO. I have a front end <laughs> developer who's actually our VP engineering. That's the entire tech team in terms of the development team. Mm-hmm. And then we have, uh, we have our creative director or sort of product owner um, mm-hmm. who designs all the screens, who with me designs all the flows and stuff like that and, and actually designs the website as well. Yeah. And so everybody, because we're such a lean team, yeah, we all we can't afford any slippage. So we, we all have complementary overlapping skills. Yeah. But any new people that we bring to the team have to bring something that we don't already have in this space. Yeah. And that's, so that's my motto. And obviously as you scale, that changes. Yeah. Because as you scale, you need to have, um, yeah, yeah, as you scale, you need to have, um, you, you need to have cover. So you can't have single man dependencies. No, all of those things. So you, yeah, you need to, yeah. So that's, that's what you're looking at. Yeah. looking at economies of scale when you so you you know instead of having one developer in this space you have two so you can try and get the work done yeah yeah absolutely so look this has been a bit of a a dip in the toe a dip of a toe in the water in the world of building a startup and something that jason is very much focused on right now we're going to next podcast we're going to talk a lot more around building teams and finding co-founders and the rest of it we might touch on uh remuneration as well right you know equity versus cash and all this that and the other so for now just want to say you know our next event is going to be with vanquish bank on the 29th of september we'll be looking at how open banking can be used to help young customers students and new to uk customers right so if you're interested you want to come along it's completely free it's virtual come to our website book a space for the event you can click a link in the notes um, below this episode here so with that, again, it's been it's been amazing. Jay, my co-founder, Code Untapped. Anything else you want to say? Guys, just uh, keep your head down, carry on coding, and you'll get there. Awesome. We'll be speaking to you next time. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Cheers. Bye-bye.